Welcome to the Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we always do our best to let you know that they are coming. Hey everyone, it's our 100th episode. We can't believe we made it this far. For all this endlessly entertaining free blather, we ask just one thing. Rate and review us on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Fair trade, right? This week we're blathering about It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the other Mr. Rogers movie. Okay, we will start this week, uh, as every week, with pop culture. Uh, What did you do, Fanny? I was sick, and so I, as I told my son, I tried to watch this show, and then I went on to describe it in detail, and he said, Mom, it doesn't sound like you tried to watch the show. It sounds like you watched it. It was on Apple+. Plus. It was called Truth Be Told, and it has Aaron Paul and Octavia Spencer and Lizzie Kaplan and a whole bunch of other people that you've seen in 9,000 other things. And like, and should be good. Yeah, it's about a woman who has a true crime podcast that... She has because she spun off from this. She was a journalist who wrote a hard-hitting article about this kid who killed a local, um, a local successful father of of teenage twins, and and she helped put him away even though he was only seventeen, and maybe he didn't do it. Okay, this show is trying to incorporate race relations, outlaw biker gangs, wrongful convictions, the power of the press, true crime reporting, dirty cops, the thin blue line, infidelity, crazy twin crap, greedy mothers, lung cancer, the Aryan Brotherhood, a love triangle, several of them, reuniting with your first love, and many, many other things. There is too much going on in this show. There are good actors that are doing their best. Lizzie Kaplan, the twin crap. I mean, I work for Franco is not working for her. She's a showrunner. Is it anybody? No idea. I know that it's a Reese Witherspoon that she bought it and then Uh, produced it. A Reese Witherspoon joint. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. I'm producing this. (laughs) Reese. My novel has not yet been optioned. You're looking for stuff. I give. I hand to you, Shifty. Please take it on as your intellectual property, as your IP. Uh, you know, I know you hate that. This is not a good show. I watched three episodes because that's what they dropped. I would like to say that I'm done. I'm probably not done. I'll probably go back. Don't watch this show. Allow me to watch it and report back about how it's ter- how it's torturing me. Nice. I watched a bunch of reality crap, including 90 Day Fiance, The End of Love After Lockup, um, The Challenge, um, uh, Welcome to Plathville. Mm. What's that? Welcome to Plathville is about this family that lives in Georgia and has like 9,000 blonde children. They all look like children of the corn, and they homeschooled them and taught them how to really love Jesus, only some of them don't really love Jesus, and now there's issues. And it's a reality show. Yeah, and they didn't let him drink Coke, and one of them's now married, and he gets to drink Coke, and this entire family is going to have fucking diabetes because nobody ever let him have sugar, and the (laughs) only thing in the world they want to do is drink sugar and eat sugar. I really thought this was like a like a no. town full of Bell Jar super fans that no. like Jonestown. Himself. Right, that would be better. Where they were all just sticking their heads in the oven, yeah. that would be better. This show makes me want to stick my head in the oven. 
and they spell their names weird, like Mariah with an O. <laughs> I just wait, yet, wait, wait. Where does the O go in Mariah? M O R I A H. Mariah. But Mariah. Not, but not Moira. No, no, Mariah. <laughs> okay. That says a lot. So I watched that. I also caught up on Evil. This is not a good show. However, I love this show so much. It is so much fun. It is not good. If you hate it, I'm sorry. But it is so much fun. And Coulter is so freaking hot. I can't stand it. I'm going to watch this tonight. I'm so in the mood for this right now. Oh, it's so good. That's what I did in pop culture. Nice. Should we talk about things we both watched? Yeah, let's do it. The series finale of Mrs. Fletcher, yes! uh, which we talked about briefly, which um, I thought maybe was continuing for another season, but I could be wrong because um, apparently they've wrapped up most of what the book did. Uh, and they're, they they have advertised it everywhere as the series finale, yeah. and I don't think they ever planned on doing a second season. We are going full spoilers on this, so yep. if you've not seen the end of Mrs. Fletcher... Uh, Check out now. Um, pretty much. And what's wrong with you? Much everything. Um, what did you think of the finale? I love this show so much. I loved that one of the major plot points was her getting her name back because I have so been there. I did not want to give my name up, and I regretted every single day that I did. And the moment I got it back, I knew I was never giving it away again. And I loved the gentle interactions between her and her trans teacher, and talking about. What was it like when you got to have your name and standing there with the document and when she looks at her and just kind of grins and says, you know, it's nice to meet you. And then she leaves and these wonderful small moments of people really getting each other and super connecting. Oh, and Teague, man, he's so good. He plays the young love interest and oh, man, he blows me away. I thought this was such a great show. Catherine Hahn really wish you would come be friends with us. <laughs> What'd you think? I really loved it. Um, I definitely am super glad I watched it. I am so left agog that this is the series finale. I just, it's a very sudden ending. I mean, it. it's like all the questions we've been talking about on previous episodes of like, this is will happen or this won't. It kind of hits all those buttons and then just is like, yep. done. Um yeah, there's no resolution. I kind of uh, love that when that the happens. The asshole though. son is still kind of an asshole and goes home. And I think we talked about my predictions of a redemption arc. To me, it feels like they're planting the seeds still for some redemption arc. Like, but he, he'll be okay in a couple yeah, of years. He's but learning. But they leave it right yep. there. Um, I mean, it's so interesting, the, the framing of her listening to his bedroom conversation and him walking on hers and just the, the sort of contrast of I, that and how they process that. I um, adored how at the beginning of the episode when he's in the car with his with the guy who says he'll give him a ride home and he's like, you know, she punched me in the dick and I'm the asshole. And then five minutes before the guy dropped him off, he's like, oh, I'm the asshole. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're the asshole. Yeah. And all he had to do was think about it for a little while and it realize. almost feels like, and I'm very curious what the book is like. If anybody knows, Hit us up at the next on Twitter, uh, the next podcast. It's it almost feels like a short story, right? Like yep. it doesn't it, and it would be a great short story. But it's like it, the show feels a little in between now. I'm like, ah, uh, I want a show or a novel. It, I, it's like the length feels too in between for me. That's my one complaint. About this it. feels like a fictional novel that is talking to. Peggy Ornstein's Girls and Sex, which is a great nonfiction uh, book, 
obviously by Peggy Ornstein. You should go out and check it out. It is really about what porn culture is doing to teenagers, specifically girls, and their pursuit of their own pleasure and how it may or may not be killing that and how it may or may not be teaching them at all that they actually have any agency in their sex lives. And it's fascinating book. And I absolutely believe that Tom Peretta read this book before he wrote, because I know that the, the novel from what I've read really is a study about porn and what it's doing to our culture in both good and bad ways. Um, but the very first time that you see this, that, that, that Mrs. Fletcher hears her son having sex, it is this super raunchy, you know, something that a 16-year-old boy wouldn't necessarily know to say to his partner unless he had been watching a lot of porn. Right. And it's straight out of Ornstein's book. And I think it's fascinating and very well informed. And I just... I thought this was such a great show. Yeah, it's. I, I wish there were more, and I. But yep. I also enjoyed the heck out of it. And yep. Catherine Hahn, a legend. I think we both said earlier over drinks. Yeah, we both totally would. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody's buy for Mrs. Fletcher. Yep. I think. Is you just call works. us up, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. We will be in your three way. <laughs> we like, do not care. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'm Catherine Hahn. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah, she's so good though. She's just really special. Yeah, um, she is. And it seems like she'd be like, oh, you're sweet. Okay, I'll go ahead and have a three-way with you. (laughs) You know, like she'd be looking out for you. (laughs) Uh, Keep dreaming. Uh, Mandalorian. It happened. It happened. Um, Baby Yoda's still super cute. Was doing a weird uh, Ellen Ripley alien wig. I don't know what was was going on with that wig. (laughs) Um, Show continues to be completely like... I, I think this is actually a very good example of why I think the show is not good. Because Amy Sedaris is in there. They're clearly nice, good people making this show who realize that Amy Sedaris is funny and put her in there. And she f- sticks out in the weirdest sore thumb way and none of it works. Um, also, nobody made a joke about I'm going to call the baby Dizzy. Strangers candy joke there for you. Hard deep cut. Um, it does not work. I uh, Bobby Cannavale's son, Jake Cannavale. What a terrible actor! Lena Horne's great great grandson. What Sydney t- Lamont's grandson? Terrible actor. He should not be in anything Did ever again. Did you not again. hear all the things I just said? Oh my god, so bad, right? And you agree with me? He was terrible in this. Um, I have seen him be good in things. Oof. He was not good in this. Somebody was saying on some other podcast that they. Somebody said, oh, it felt like he was reading his lines for the first time. Yeah. And somebody else said, oh, it's because that's what they do with this show. They don't – they just, like, are so devoted to secrecy that they just hand people scripts. I'm like, that is a problem No, with you don't hand show. somebody aside and be like, here you go, here's yeah. your – no. This show, it's a bad, bad show, and nobody's going to remember it in a year, and Baby Yoda's going to be like, I remember Baby Yoda? And we all cared about that, and one of those, like – you know, the dark days of the Trump impeachment. I'm poochie. You're, yeah, it is poochie. <laughs> this shit is stupid, y'all. Like, I don't. I mean, I'm just going to keep hate-watching it. I am hate-watching it. I don't talk about that very often. I am hate-watching this dumbass shit. I'm waiting to be able to see Pedro Pascal's butt and his face. Did, so did you see him in the Wonder Woman preview today? Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched the Wonder Woman. Oh, God, I love him so much. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so happy I get to see his face. So... 
I can't wait to talk next week because they've done weird, they've styled him very strangely and you're going to have thoughts. So let's pick that up next week. My jaw's clenching. I will say I really deeply enjoyed the Wonder Woman sequel preview. It is looks, his butt still his butt? I don't know. You didn't really see his butt in this. It's very like. What is the matter with I these know. people? <laughs> he's like, he looks like he's playing a Trump thing. Um, but the movie looked really funny and really fun and 80s in a crazy over-the-top way. And I really – I think – I don't know. I want to go back and listen to our original review. Gail Gadot is, like, kind of just wonderful in that she's role. She's great. Like, I think before I was like, is she good? I can't tell. But this preview – No, she's great. I'm into it. Um, uh, I think it looks a lot of fun. But really, there's no butt. There's no butt. And he looks not good. Um, he's got blonde hair, like – it looks weird. Um, and he looks pudgy and it's odd. Um, <sighs> Do we have Pedro, other things to talk people aren't, about? People aren't doing you right here, Pedro. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's talk to your agents. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about The Servant briefly, yes. which I think That's the thing that last ha- I, week yeah. you had watched it and I hadn't seen any that of it. Is, correct. is that right? That is correct. Now I am mostly caught up. This show is hot garbage. <laughs> I told um, you. It is kind of fun. I actually, okay, you talk about hate watching like The Mandalorian because you're just like, I hate it. It's disappointing and annoying and crushing my childhood. And like, this is hot garbage. <laughs> I kind of am enjoying that it's hot garbage. That's sort of where I am with The Servant. The first episode, I will say, is so well directed. You like, you understand why M. Night Shyamalan is like, a thing because he's really good at just making scenes and movies, but the overall thing, the concept that's supposed to last beyond 20 minutes is never good. It's always a disaster. And you kind of feel that in this. Um, the one thing I'll say about this is it led Fanny and I to realize after knowing each other for how fucking long, 35 years we've talked about every goddamn topic under the sun that we both Deeply love Psycho Beach Party. Please go um, watch Psycho Charles Beach Bush. Party. Uh, this came up because, of course, Lauren Ambrose. Lauren Ambrose is a um, goddess. She's, and she knows exactly what she's in as a servant. And thank God. How boring would the show be? Without her, like, Lauren yeah. Ambrosing around and yeah. being like the, I'm a, yeah. you know, a self-centered newscaster woman. Um, she's so she's great. She's delightful she's in this so role. She's so good. I think, I think it'll end up fun. I think so. I think it started fun and it'll end up fun. We're yep. in the middle slog now, which these guys that are like her husband and they're her brother. The two British American guys? They're ter- like they're just they're not bad as actors. They're very boring characters. Yes. And they're sort of unpleasant. Oh, the super unpleasant. I don't know if the show knows how unpleasant they are. Like that's the thing I'm a little confused mm. about. Um but clearly we're getting into some good like devil baby territory. Who names a berry baby Jericho? Yeah. This is a problem. I want no or. I did a, love the scene. Now, did you see the most recent episode? I think where I she's remember. talking about what a, that Jericho is a strong name because of the oh, and she's saying Sean, which is her husband's name. Sean. See, that's just a weak name. That's probably why you've never amounted to anybody anything. And he's like Sean Connery, and she's like, yeah. That's why he. That's why it works. Okay, maybe I didn't see that episode. Or I oh my god, it's or so hilarious! Kind of it's great. It's really good. And they cook weird food every episode, which yeah. is hilarious. Not weird. quite Hannibal. The but. eel episode was bonkers. Legit bananas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I sort when of enjoyed. She that. Walks back in and just oh yeah yeah. The show. I don't know. I mean. M. Night, just do this. Just be bad. Just be like the Ed Wood. Like you're a yeah, great Ed. Put Wood. on a sweater and direct a show. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, all right. I You watched some of Watchmen. You caught up on last week's episode. Yes, that is correct. Um, and you liked it? I did. Yeah. Uh, I love this show. The most recent one, spoilers coming for Watchmen, like everything this week, um, digs into uh, Angela Akbar's past with Dr. Manhattan. Um, and it was revealed two, you know, two episodes ago, whatever, that one episode ago, that it was her uh, husband, Cal. Uh, this dives into how they met and how this all sort of transpired. I love it. I love every minute of it. I am so, this show gives me more pleasure than anything all here. Like just on a purely just kind of pleasure. What the fuck is going to happen on this show, but also has some substance and has amazing performances. We have one more episode left. The one criticism of it, I think is they have not sold me on the current story. Like Don Johnson died. There's a lady with a crazy tower. Like, it's done so much mystery setting up, and it's spent so much time filling in the holes that I'd be like, great, if I knew there was another season. This is another show where Lindelof has said he's not going to do a second season. That's bullshit. Sorry. You think it's going to be, like, money? I mean, he's really said they should just give it to somebody else. Well, maybe they'll give it to somebody yeah. else, but they're not going to. Yeah. Not with and the it's buzz. it's their biggest hit of the year. And there's no way. Yeah. So as long as I get more story, I, I think there's no way. We'll talk next week, obviously, but I don't know how they're going to tie all this up in a week it seems crazy um i watched the connors uh, i'm still watching this show it's I, my feelings haven't changed so i don't know too much to say about it except that sarah gilbert is fantastic in this show she really is the heart of it she's so good she makes me laugh she's sort of inhabiting the old roseanne role in a funny interesting way um and it's the thing that keeps me watching Oddly, um, there's a whole subplot with Jackie and Becky reopening the lunchbox from the old series. It That is not working um, very well. I love Laurie Metcalf. They're kind of wasting her in this. Um, they've made her too much of a cartoon. Uh, the Connors, it's still on. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. Um, wow, that's a name nobody expected us to say. We were joking earlier, uh, maybe we should rename this podcast OK Boomers. Um, this... We're not boomers, you age prepper. <laughs> I'm an age prepper. Um, I mean, you think we're boomers, so yeah, sure, fine, we're boomers. Who? What do you mean you, white man? <laughs> so I say, OK, Gen Z, we're boomers. Um... He's a boomer then. <laughs> I am not. So Alanis Morissette was just announced to be going on tour with Liz Fair and Garbage. Garbage I'm mad about. Liz Fair is, as I've talked about many times on this podcast, one of my favorite musicians Justin ever. Justin rolled over and exposed his belly the minute they announced I, this. And this concert, they're going to be playing Concord Pavilion, which is where I saw all of my favorite shows in high school. So this is just a retro uh, everything, everything. Although Landis Morissette came out when we were in college, I think, not in high school. Um, so she has a new song. It is called Reasons I Drink. Um, I kind of like it. It's weirdly, it works. I want to know what you think. I'm going to play a little bit of it right now. Um, I hope there's a new album coming, but let's play it. These are the reasons I drink. The reasons I tell everybody I'm fine, even though I am not. I overdo it I have been working since I can remember Since I was single digits Now Even though I've been busted I don't know where to draw the line Cause that 
is a really catchy song um i feel like it is she's big she's anthemic she's all the things that i don't like about many other pop stars but she manages to inject always uh like a realness and a personality and i really appreciate it as pop music it sort of reminds me a little bit of like like crazy ex-girlfriend there's a there's a theatrical sort of Broadway thing to her that I think works and I am the last person in the world to say that that said this is a good segue into one more thing I want to talk about encore which I have bitched about uh, not bitched about but been a little underwhelmed by I I loved the premise of this show we talked about it it's on Disney plus it is about high school uh, musical cast reuniting the first two episodes in the kind of released order on Disney plus were uh, Beauty and the Beast Annie and Beauty and the Beast yeah I was very underwhelmed. They weren't very interesting people. I, it just was like, felt very perfunctory. The third episode I watched, Sound of Music. I hate this fucking musical. It's There's terrible. no reason in any like universe that I should have been interested in this. This is a must-watch hour of television. It is so sweet. It is set in Flint, Michigan. It is about kind of flint and how much flint has changed about how everybody associates it with like poisoned water and all these people are like yes that's really important but there's also all this amazing shit to love about flint including all of us um there's a really diverse cast of characters they're very like diverse racially um there are all sorts of just really real searing moments with real people that are realizing how theater helps them kind of get through and access pain. I sobbed for half this episode. I just really, I didn't, and I almost don't even want to watch any more of the show because I know none of them can be this good. Um, there's no guest stint. Nobody shows up from anything. It's just really about the characters. I really can't wait for you to watch that episode. It's it's amazing, and it didn't even make me want to watch Sound of Music ever. Well, but it, because ick. Yeah, and it's funny. Somebody at one point says, it's a lot of show, and I was like, it is a lot of show. Yep. I get um, but, man, that episode, it's it's a beautiful piece for anybody who's like a weird theater kid. Just watch it and just get in your feelings. Um, all right, should we talk about our main topic? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'm going to put my caveat out there. We're talking about a movie that is directed by one of pe- one of the people that I did theater with and is one of my favorite human beings on the face of the earth. I know her as Mari Heller. Uh, she now goes by Marielle Heller. She directed one of our favorites from last year, which is Can You Ever Forgive Me? And she has come back with a movie about a jaded magazine writer who learns to feel again after profiling one Mr. Fred Rogers for Esquire magazine stars uh, Matthew Reese and Tom Hanks. It's a true-ish story, so we're going to do full spoilers. Um, Mari, you're doing so well. I'm so proud of you. What would you think, Justin? Um, First of all, should we accent cop? Yeah. 
All right, so who am I accident copping? Matthew Reese. <laughs> okay, who is, tell me where he's from. Ireland. Good? Yes, I don't know. He was great. <laughs> okay. He was really good. There were a couple of times when you could tell that he was turning on his accent a little harder yeah. in order to hide emotion and and curb the Irish, but he did great. Definitely no uh, Rupert Grint in no, Servant. No. Wow, that no. is bad. There was no Irish in him. Yeah, and at first, uh, when we were watching Servant, I was like, it's not that bad. His accent gets worse as it I goes on. I know. Yeah, it does get worse and worse, <laughs> I have to say. Um, Tom this- Hanks' accent, we can talk about it as Mr. Rogers. I, I mean, it was a little overdone, but I, it was still very charming. I, I think a lot of people have actually said, too, though, that like he didn't, and it's true, after seeing the documentary, which is, we talked about this up top, that like we just saw that amazing documentary last year. We talked about it. Go back and listen to it. If you want the like definitive Mr. Rogers yes. experience other than the show, go watch that movie. Yes. This is not this movie. And it was almost about this man's experience of Mr. Rogers. Yep. So the accent could be a little, in his yeah. memories, could be a little overdone. And, so. it, and it also... But it didn't feel like just he watched the documentary or watched footage and imitated no, him. All. It was sort of the spirit, like yes, you're saying. I guess, exactly. Right? Like what what Mr. Rogers sort of meant to the collective memory yep. rather than some, um, you know, slavish, like, um, recreation exactly. of Exactly. Um, I really liked this movie. I mean, I don't, you know, it's not, I love Can You Forget, Ever Forgive Me so much. Um, it, this isn't at that level, clearly. It's not that good. Um, but... It is a very solid – it's not at all what I expected. This movie has been horribly marketed. I mean, we had a kid sitting behind us, and all of the previews for the movie were like, Sonic the Hedgehog and, like, all these, like, family kid movies. And this kid behind us miraculously was sort of engaged in the movie. But all Loudly I could, engaged, all but I could engaged. Think was like, this is not a movie for kids. Like, it just was – I mean, that's a very advanced kid that could actually say that engage with this movie. It is about a very broken man and his relationship with his father, played by Chris it's Cooper wonderfully. Broken um, relationship with his broken father. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it is really, really sad and really, like, devastating in moments. Um, and Mr. Rogers is sort of, I mean, what I liked about it is that Mr. Rogers becomes this like like forgotten figure of like do you remember how to feel good i mean sort of like people talk about hook you know yeah. and what a terrible movie that is but it's sort of like can you remember what it feels like to feel joy again and and this movie does such a better job it is like exactly what hook everybody thought hook was going to be about this movie does this so well um, I, without feeling mawkish without feeling sentimental well and i think one of the things that you have to know about like that you like you could easily sit and say, "Oh, well, look at him. He's naive. He just doesn't you know, he doesn't get the joke or you know, or he doesn't see that that what he's doing is you know, childlike." And Mr. Rogers wasn't a stupid person. And if you've ever known anybody that knows that the world is is out to get you and is deciding to not let it. Those people are not naive and they're not unaware of the darkness. They're just deciding to hold up a light. Yeah, there's a great conversation in this where basically, you know, his wife says to the reporter, 
don't use the word saint. I don't like that word. This is work. This is a choice he makes every day or something to that effect. And it's, yeah. And I, it take it makes it easy. And if you say he's a saint, it makes it easy for the, for the, the every man to go, eh, I couldn't do that. It's, you know, I'm not a saint. Yeah. And I happen to have people in my own family that I feel have made these choices and I respect the hell out of it. And when you've actually seen it close up, this is a choice and yeah. it's a respectable choice. And I like that they give this character, they don't laugh at him or make it a joke. It's very much, this is a decision and it's, and he doesn't expect you to take the same decision. He's not saying, look, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. He's just saying, look, I've done this and how can I help you? And that's kind of amazing. I think my only criticisms of it come from it. It felt that the reporter character, as good as Matthew Reese is, and he's really good, felt a little like something was catching me. Like, this feels underbaked or not real or something. And then I started reading all the, like, stuff. It's very exaggerated. Oh, yeah. It's very little of it is based on anything yeah. real. And I don't think maybe the script had quite enough to say. Like, I mean, I think her direction was spot on and the performances were great. But I think the script is, like, a really good you know, B plus kind of script. There's just not a ton there other than the basic idea, which I'm not sure the documentary in some ways didn't cover also. Like the documentary put you in that position right. as a reporter. Exactly. And this does, but we've already seen that. So you feel a little distant from it, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. But I mean, it's still 100% worth seeing. Um, Tom Hanks is somebody that I constantly... I'm suspicious about and I don't like and I'm just except for when you saw him look like a bear the other day in the bar and it's hilarious <laughs> that basically he is uh turns out maybe related to Mr. Rogers because of course he is it's all like too perfect it's like ah fuck you Tom Hanks you're too perfect he's once again good in this you watch it and you're like I can't argue with this performance it's very soulful and present he's and, our Gregory Peck yeah yeah, I guess that's true. And a little bit of uh, Cary Grant, a little bit of both, but more Gregory Peck. No, Gregory Peck. It's yeah. the, the, I'm actually, he'll, when he's 80, he will go on a tour and Rita Wilson will be with him and he'll tell wonderful stories in Zellerbach Hall. Right. And he will charm 24-year-old me like yeah. Gregory Peck did. And, and yeah. he picks he's, mostly great projects. Yes. And yeah. He's, he, he, Cary Grant, I don't know what his politics were. I don't know, you know what I mean? Gregory Peck was actually cared and he was a good person and and, and used it for other things and Tom yeah. Hanks does that too. And, well, anything else you want to say about it? I just want to... If any white male director had made the three movies that Marielle Heller has made and that had an obvious style and grasp of their filmmaking prowess that this woman has Green book. Uh, the world would be going oh my god they're an auteur right. they're amazing everything they do is the, they would be like throwing gold right. at his feet yeah mari is barely being spoken about i know and, and has a real I'm in, style that's not just like a I'm infuriated. I know. Well, I'm infuriated that she's not in talks for the Golden Globes. That she 
segue here. That's the segue. Mari, I think you're amazing. I have always thought you were amazing since you were 15 fucking years old. And I'm super proud of you. And I really hope that the world starts to notice what you're doing because you are so great. And such a style developing between those yes. three movies. Like, you can really identify what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and it's basically taking things that would otherwise be sort of formulaic, yep. sort of, you know, concept movies and making them very deeply felt. Yep. And I super appreciate that about her. It's um, a good segue. Should we talk Give about... Give a Nyx? We got a Nyx. Um, can you guess what our Nyx is, everybody? Uh... White men. I mean, um. the Golden Globes. I mean, caveat: nobody ever should take the Golden Globes seriously because because they're bullshit. They're totally bullshit, but they also are an indicator of culture. And uh, so we decided we would go through category by category. Justin's going to read them, and and I'm going to cry. Talk about what the fuck is wrong with all of these, and how these people should fucking just hang their head in shame. And go home and have a conversation with their uh, beloved and watch Mr. Rogers and think about what they've done. <laughs> because uh, let's start with, And write a letter of apology to Marielle Heller. <laughs> let's start with the best motion picture drama. What? 1917, The Irishman, Joker, <sighs> Marriage Story, and The Two Popes. Anyone... I'm sorry, the what now? <laughs> the who? We did have to look up The Two Popes. Neither of us knew a thing about it. Nope. It's apparently uh, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan, Jonathan Price. Price Two Popes movie. Uh, 1917 is Sam Mendes. I've heard it's actually not that bad. This, what do you, I mean, what do you think? You go first. No. I don't, I. I, We've not seen any of these. I have not seen a single solitary (laughs) one of these movies. And I keep thinking, I don't want to watch any of these movies. And they're going to have to because they're nominated. I don't want to watch The The, Joker. It is funny. This is the list of the movies that I was just like, I'm not going to watch these. I don't want to have to watch The Joker. I don't think we have to. That's the one I'm definitely going to let us off the hook for. 1917? Um, I don't want to. I, I watch Dump Kirk. I don't yeah. need. No. I'm I'm so over the fucking war movie. I watched Gallipoli. I cried my heart out. I was like eight years old. My mom took me to see it, which was inappropriate. And I cried and cried and cried. And people like looked at her like she was a terrible parent. And maybe they had a point because it was Gallipoli and I was eight. But this seems like the same thing. It's like people running into fucking i know so what's your number one that should be on this list we'll do this this way and then you can ask me for the next one there we'll hasn't been a lot of good movies this year we'll talk about that later in our can you ever wrap. forgive me i mean not I sorry mean... sorry beautiful day in the neighborhood should be on this list um i, I mean it's just a better movie than and, and i agree and the, i mean we haven't I, seen these so i don't know but i'm assuming yes <laughs> i'm guessing is it's it's at least equal um yeah. we liked the laundromat it was Good, good call. I mean, I know it comes later, so I'm not even going to Pain and Glory, but because because they do look into it. Yeah, we have seen better movies this. We saw the Mustang this year. Yes, was that this year? Yes. Oh my God, I forgot about that. There, we have seen better movies this year. There yeah. have been some of them. Um, All right, should we move on to the musical or comedy best motion picture? Yeah, sure. Picture? Let's do it. Dolomite is my name. Jojo Rabbit. Uh-huh. Knives uh-huh. Out. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Rocket Man. I will go first. Um, I have seen. Everything on here except for Dolomite is my name, oddly. Um, I think this list is okay. I mean, considering for the Golden Globes, uh, I don't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as many people do, but that's I don't just unavoidable. On the musical or comedy. Yeah, I don't love Knives Out as, as much as other people Knives do. Knives Out! Uh, Jojo Rabbit is fine, not no, great. It wasn't. 
Uh, Rocket Man is fine, not great. I kind of want to see Dolomite is not my name, or is my name. Um, comedy music. This is a weird. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the break. Uh, what was better? Um, God, what the was laundromat. Better? I'm uh, sure we saw funnier movies. I mean, the laundromat yeah, uh, was book smart. Um, book smart should be on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we saw some other funny comedies that we're forgetting about. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should. But where the hell is Booksmart? Yeah, Booksmart should definitely be on air. Um, I mean, I, do they not nominate foreign movies? Because I actually think the first three quarters of Parasite is fucking well, hilarious. but it's also foreign language film. Yeah, so they don't so, do those. For I don't those. think so. Yeah, yeah. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture: uh, Cynthia Erivo and Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, uh, Shirley Ronan and Little Woman, Little Women, Charlie's Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. Uh, any thoughts? No. We haven't seen a lot of these. No. Um, have you, you've seen none of these. I've seen Judy. <laughs> um, Wait, there seems like there was one I had seen, but maybe I'm wrong. No. No. None of them. Um, Wait, I on. have to see so many movies in over Christmas break. I know. This sucks. There's a lot to do. None of them are that exciting. Yeah. Best performance by an actor motion picture drama. We have Christian Bale, Ford V. Ferrari, Ferrari Banderas, Pain and Glory, Adam Driver, mm. Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, The Joker, and Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. The what now? <laughs> the who so, what? Again, this is we've really not done our job this year is what I'm realizing because we've only seen Pain and Glory. No, I think the Golden Globes <laughs> didn't do their job. And Antonio Banderas oh. is the best performance oh my God. Um, that I've seen this year, like from a guy. No, um, Jesus. So good. Yeah. Uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical comedy, musical or comedy, Aquafina, The Farewell, Cape Blanchett, Where Did You Go, Bernadette, and at Armist Night's I'm Out. I'm sorry, what? Beanie Veldstein, Booksmart, Emma Thompson, Late Night. All right, you go, because you've got thoughts, clearly. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Really? Is is it just because her name's Cat Kate Blanchett? She's terrific. In I movie. don't care. It's She's not so a good movie. movie. I do not care. Wait, did you see it? I, I've heard enough people talk about this movie. You didn't. No, 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 no. You're changing your story. She's fantastic in it. There's fantastic in a mediocre movie. Being the standout thing in a crappy movie is not a big fucking deal. She was the standout thing in Thor Ragnarok too. They didn't nominate her. If I had to choose between her and Anna Darmus, like it's just a much better performance. Um, Anyway, moving on. The only person there, there were two in there that I, that I like to find, but Beanie Feldstein was great. She was no Caitlin Deaver, but she was great in books. That was a very charming performance. It was. Yeah. Aquafina's fine. She's great. Well. I mean, she's fine. Yeah. But I think Beanie Feldstein was great in yeah. Booksmart. I think Booksmart is a I actually really saw, good it's movie. Funny. I've seen all of these movies. Um, Late Night, not good. Emma nope. Thompson, not good in this movie. I love Emma Thompson. This is not a good movie and not a good performance. Uh, best performance by an actor in a musical or comedy. We've got Daniel Craig Knives Out. Roman Griffin Davis, I assume that's the kid in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Edgerton, Rocketman, and Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name. Eh. Daniel Craig is fucking wretched, <laughs> knives out. Um, I had that kid. I mean, if I had to choose, that kid in Jojo Rabbit is really good. He was really good. good. Taron Edgerton is great in Rocketman. Yeah. Um, I want to see Dolomite is my name. This is I think it's Edgerton's to lose. Yeah, right? probably true. Because, I mean, they did it last year yep. with uh, Freddie yep. Mercury. Best director, motion picture. We won't go through all these because I'm already getting bored. Um, so apparently, Well, and I'm mad. <laughs> apparently for director, you can choose foreign films because it's uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Mendez, 1917, Todd Phillips, Joker, Scorsese, The Irishman, and Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
That's by the way, it's interesting that Irishman did not get any main acting. Because who the hell cares? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of these Again, movies. Again, this is a whole bunch of straight white guys. <laughs> this is definitely somebody pointed out the other day that there are no nope. women other than the acting. Nope. Like there's no No, there's not. Yeah, it's shocking. Um Best Screenplay Motion Picture, Marriage Story, Parasite, Two Popes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's can get crazy. to the TV. <laughs> Skipping forward. Trying to think if there's anything here. Fe- uh, animated feature film, a disaster this year. I just want to read this list. Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Lion King, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. I mean, what choice did they have? Animation, get your shit together. I, I heard know, Missing I mean, Link was actually really good. Um, we need to really, though, like, step this up. Pixar, stop making shitty sequels. Disney, stop making shitty sequels uh, or remakes. I heard this Missing Link was really good. Best original score, don't care. No. Nope. Original song, there's some don't weird care. cat's picture that's Moving scaring on. me. Uh, <laughs> best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Don't care. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit. <sighs> Mostly because I just want to say Jennifer Lopez. This is Hustlers. That's her. Whatever. Um, she's fantastic. How did, I'm sorry, how'd she get nominated? And. What does I that can't mean? think of her friggin' name. Didn't. Boo. What movie? Give me a clue. Hustlers. Oh, um, Amy. Not Amy. Not Amy. What's her name? Jessica's her name on Fresh <laughs> Off the Boat. Connie. Constance Wu. Constance Wu. Thank you. Yeah. The, sorry. No. I mean, she was good, but no, Lopez she was no. Fun. No. Um, if you're gonna nominate Lopez, you gotta nominate Wu. They probably sorry. submitted her as a lead. I don't know. Well, and yeah. I'm sorry. Go read the lead actors. I uh, I don't know. Let's move on. I don't want to go back. Um, well, I know, but I'm right. Uh, actor in any motion picture, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Pacino, Pesci, Brad Pitt. This is just, this is, sh- it's like reading through these is just shocking all over again. This is Trump's America. Uh, television series drama, Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing <sighs> Eve, Morning Show, and Succession. Gee, like, you know, it's funny. I don't see Mrs. Fletcher on there. Not a single risk taking. Nope. It's the most nope. like down the middle. Nope. That's the thing. Everything is so down the middle nope. and yet completely undiverse and really bad. Uh, I'm not going to read the performance stuff for these. Uh, television series, comedy or musical, the probably the best category, and yet that says a lot. Barry, Fleabag, yep, The Minsky yep. Method, Mrs. Maisel, and The Politician. Okay. The first two are really great. Yeah. The last one's fine. The other two, uh, not interested. Yeah, not that interested. Fleabag's got this all on yeah. lock. Um, we're excited. Christina Applegate got a Dead to Me mention. Caitlin Deaver got nominated um, for Unbelievable. Dunst got a nomination yes. for Becoming a God. Which she'll lose to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but that's okay. Yeah, Natasha Lyonne, yep. who's terrific in that. Um, all right, moving on, moving Because on. The, it's like you could f- see them go, oh, look, we have to nominate a bunch of women. And it's like a s- spoils. Yeah. It's, you, had, you had so much to choose from. Best TV <sighs> limited series. Happy to see uh, Unbelievable on that. Yes. Um Moving through, a lot of uh, Verdon, Fosse Verdon, um, Big Little Lies, way too many nominations. That was a garbage season of Big Little Lies. I didn't even finish it. Um, we got I a did. little, uh, did it get better? No. No. Kieran Culkin got a succession, but I'm sorry. He's great. Andrew Scott is going to 
Oh no, Andrew Scott's Andrew Scott all over it. Kieran yeah. Culkin is great. Brian Cro- Brian Cox is great. I don't know yeah. what the hell happened to poor Jeremy Strong. I so, mean, but no, this... Andrew Scott has got this in the bag, man. If just for that one fucking confessional scene, because it made everybody go, ha, 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 sure. We will talk about this more in our top ten list and our disappointment list, which will be coming up in a week or two. This was not a great year for movies, but I, there were better choices than this. This is going to be the most uh, throwing shit at the TV Oscars. Uh, it's my prediction already. I don't know if I want to watch are... if Mari doesn't get nominated. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're nixing you Golden Globes. You we're, suck. We're nixing uh, way too many like white, mediocre white guys getting a lot of glory. Um, stop it. You you did better in previous years. I mean, when you think back to like those years with like Moonlight and La La Land, like those are like whatever like you know movies, but they're really good and like the debate was real because those movies were good. These are not no. good choices. No, no, we, no. We haven't seen a lot of them, so do we you? do have some homework. I'm Ugh. going to I am going to try to have an open mind to watch some of these. That's my goal. Well, good for you. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> All right. Anything else? <laughs> no. Tell us what we should be watching and what you liked on Facebook. You can just search for the Knicks podcast, and there's a group there. Uh, You can email us at emotionofnicks at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at the Knicks podcast, or as my mom says, you can Twitter at us uh, at the Knicks podcast. I'm at Fanny V. Darling. And I'm at Justin Hortung. Bah humbug.